Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. With appearances on The Celebrity Apprentice and in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue, Natalie Golbus has fame that transcends her sport. But she is, first and foremost, a golfer on the LPGA Tour. It was only a few years ago, though, that Natalie's golf career was in jeopardy due to back pain that ultimately required surgery and extensive ongoing physical therapy to keep her in the game. Back pain isn't unique to professional golfers or even amateurs. Indeed, a quarter of Americans will report some kind of low back pain every three months. With the 2014 LPGA Tour back in the United States after several international stops, we caught up with Natalie to discuss her injury history and her commitment to fitness and exercise, which goes beyond golf. We also talked to one of Natalie's physical therapists, Al Cassini, who provides an inside look not only at her treatment regimen, but that of other LPGA players. We begin with Natalie Golbus. Natalie, let's kind of go back about a year ago. You had an interesting start to your 2013 season. You have a problem that most golfers don't, which is you had a bout of malaria that you dealt with that sort of derailed the early part of your season. That's obviously an uncommon golf malady to go through. But earlier in your career, you've definitely suffered from something that many golfers, both amateur and elite, deal with, and that's back pain. So for people that don't know your story, especially early on, what's the first time you remember sort of feeling you had significant back pain? I was a gymnast growing up, and the first time I had back pain was actually in college at the University of Arizona. I was 17 at the time when I had my first back injury and learned quickly what it was like to rehab an injury and also learned that that was part of being an athlete, that athletes got injured. And the most important thing was that you try to um, manage inflammation and keep your injuries down and also keep your strength and your flexibility up and hope that you wouldn't get injured too much going forward. And so fast forward, I felt pretty good in my first couple of years on tour. Um, starting in about my sixth, seventh year on tour, I started getting back problems. And it was just continuing to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And I had a couple back surgeries. Um, one that actually became most effective, which was in 2010. And I had a laser procedure on my back. But since 2005, I've been doing physical therapy on my back every day. Um, I've been in and out of the we call PT trailer and have missed events and brought so I've spent a lot of my career. I've probably spent um, 50% of my time as an athlete when I would normally be practicing in PT, either in your rehabbing an injury or just getting worked on. And then 2010, I had back surgery that was extremely successful, um, but it was understood that if I was going to continue to play on tour, which now has been four years since, or it's been my fourth year since then, I was going to need to continue to go to physical therapy and strength train and um, make sure that I stayed as healthy as I could. And I attribute... Um, that it's my 14th year to taking care of myself. And yes, I've had injuries. I know most players and athletes do have injuries, but I'm really fortunate to have had really good people around me because I have beat the odds in being a professional athlete now going into my 
um, 13 seasons. And your career really was in jeopardy because of the back pain at one point, right? Definitely. I was looking at retiring at the end of 2009. At that time, I had had a great career and had already been on tour and um, enjoyed a lot of success on tour. But I was spending more time in doctor's offices and had had multiple cortisone injections, already had one back surgery, and was just in pain all the time. Whether I was playing golf or sitting at dinner, um, and it was advised that it was time for me to say goodbye to golf. And so I was planning on what I was going to do next. And this opportunity came up for me to look into a laser procedure that was less risky than major back surgery, which I was not willing to do. I was willing to retire over having major back surgery. And now it's incredible because I've played three seasons uh, since then and um, looking forward to playing another year. So take me through that. I mean, you mentioned that you basically, you're still rehabbing, I'm sure not just your back. Give me a sense in general of what the, what's the wear and tear like of, of the tour experience. So um, for somebody that just goes out and golfs once a week, golf may be tiring because you're not used to walking the course, but you guys are going through such extensive travel, um, playing all those practice rounds, playing the regular rounds themselves. During, during the better part of the season, how often do you hurt and what tends to hurt? Oh, during the better part of the season, I hurt every week. It's definitely a little bit of everything. Every week as an athlete is a, a new aches and pain. But actual injuries, not very often. Nothing that um, you know, gets me to where I couldn't play. I don't have those days anymore. Uh, one thing that people don't always consider with golf is golf starts from a standing position, and then you load into your right side completely, you know, get as much rotation as you can in your upper body but keeping your lower body relatively stable. And from there, you generate anywhere from 90 to, if you're a PGA Tour player, 130 miles an hour of speed with your muscles to when you hit a shot. And then the left side of your body has to stop it. So if you think about it, it starts from zero, loads up, goes, let's say, 100 miles an hour, and then your whole left side of your body has to slow that down. Um, from what I've learned, I think there's a lot of injuries on that left side, shoulder, knee, back, neck, wrist, because of that. And if you think about doing that over and over as a professional athlete or professional golfer, you're doing that for hours a day for years. And so just the, the time of that same motion can lead to injuries. And for an average golfer, you know, golf is tough on the back. There is a lot of rotation in there. Um, you are firing those muscles. So it's important. I always try to encourage amateur players because I know I have success with it. Is the stronger that my core is and my hips are and my back are, the less amount of pain I have. If I can continue to keep that strong, it's able to, to go from zero to 100 miles an hour and then that left side is able to stop it with very little and so what are you doing to keep the core strong and, and how much sort of maintenance, you know, whether it's physical therapy or other things, are you going through, um, let, let's say, during the tour rather than the off season? During a tournament week, um, I go to PT every day. So I, if my tea time is at 10 o'clock, I wake up about three, four hours before my tea time. I wake up, I do cardio, I do all my active stretches. I do core work, whether it's planks or hip strengthening, whatever it is that particular day, how it runs in order. I've got, I don't have a trainer, but I do have set workouts that I do. And usually it's for my lower back, for my hips, range of motion. Then I get to the golf course two hours before my tea time, assuming my tea time is at 10. 
and I go straight to the PT trailer where I'm stretched out or worked on if um, I need some sort of manipulation on my back or need some sort of uh, soft tissue work or heat or ice or step. We do that in the trailer. And then I go out for my normal golf warm-up, play 18 holes, usually practice, and then I go back to PT and get manual work done, like soft tissue massage, ice, whatever it is on that particular day. And then I go home and um, maybe get another workout in or just relax. So it's a everyday situation. And when I'm off, I go to PT three times a week, but I do exercises for my back every day. So it sounds it sounds sorry. Yeah, and it sounds in essence like you you still sort of treat despite the surgeries, despite the fact that you've had relatively good health recently. It sounds like you still consider yourself as someone with a essentially an ongoing back problem that you need to deal with. Is that accurate? Yes, yes. And as long as I play professional golf and put the wear and tear, I will. I've been advised to treat it like I was a back patient, and it's worked well. I've been able to have a really incredible long career. But I don't just strengthen my back. I love to work out. I, I work out every morning. It's something that I enjoy. So incorporated in my morning workout are exercises that strengthen my back, that strengthen my core. Um, and it's something that I do every day. It's just part of, like, getting up and drinking water and brushing my teeth. It's something that I do every single day. And I think that when I move on from professional golf, I won't need to go see a PT anymore. But... My back feels great, and I'm really active. I like to do a lot of different things. I paddleboard almost every day. I love to play tennis. So it's not like I baby my back to where I just play golf and rehab. I like to play sports, and I love to run. So I do a lot of different active sports, too, that I want to make sure that I keep my back strong because I only get one back for my life, so I want to keep it, keep it healthy. Well, and it's admirable that you're having a life off the course um, that's as active as the one on it, basically. So that's fantastic. So you've worked a lot. We're going to talk to Al Cassini, one of the physical therapists you've worked with. Um, describe to me just for, for you what physical therapy has meant to your career. Oh, it's been huge. It's, I don't know how long my career would have been. I don't want to think about it. But I would say that, in particular, a person like Al and our other PT staff, have got me through weeks that I would not have normally been able to play through. I am completely dependent on having somebody to work on and to check alignment and to do that sort of work. And in particular, we're talking about Al. So Al lives in Las Vegas, where I live, which was a natural fit because he also came out on tour, on the LPGA tour, and not only worked on me, but worked on all of our players for probably three or four years. You'd have to ask him, I'm not sure the exact amount of years. So not only would I get to see Al on a daily basis, because he would do my pre- and post-rehab training um, on tour and get me through events or seasons and injuries and setbacks, but I also would see Al to strengthen it or rehab my back or whatever was going on during off weeks. So this was a great partnership for me because of Al's expertise in professional sports prior to coming out on the LPGA. But we were a natural fit because he also lived in Las Vegas. And we would do training, too, when I was healthy. We would do speed training, and I wanted to get stronger and get faster and improve it as an athlete. And if I was injured, we were rehabbing and icing and working on things. But throughout a season, you get all these little aches and pains that, you know, one morning you wake up in your next shift. And those two teams, they help you get through those days and tournaments and You'd be surprised if an 
Al probably won't share this, but I can, is that those DPs on tour get players through events. They've won. They didn't know if they – there's so many times when they see a player in a PT trailer on Tuesday and Wednesday, and they're discussing their options, whether or not they're going to be able to play that week. And they get through that event. I've seen them win. I've seen them play well. And here they were early in the week and not sure if they could even play a golf club. So they are a huge part to our success, and I'm really grateful to have had great PTs like Al um, and the staff around him out on tour and at home. So considering all the physical therapy you do and all the active, essentially, prehabilitation and what a fitness freak you are, you know, the question I was going to ask is sort of maybe what your favorite exercises were, but maybe I'm going to switch that around. Is there any part of your exercise routine that you don't look forward to? Um, hip strengthening. And what's involved with that and why don't you like it? I love to, I like to work core strengthening and I love to do active core stuff like the paddle boarding or working out, but doing the little weighted um, hip strengthening with the little weights on your ankles. Uh, they're brutal. They're so tedious and they've never been my favorite. And then you can't walk the next day because your hips hurt. That's probably my least favorite. So give me a sense then. Here we are, early part of 2014. How are you feeling now and uh, what are your goals for the season? I feel great. I actually felt great last year. Um, you said earlier in the show I got sick, but my last couple seasons I felt as good as I did my rookie year. Um, I, you definitely acquire a lot of knowledge for what workouts work well for you and which ones don't and how much you can practice and stay healthy. And I'm excited to, to get going and playing, and my goals are to win tournaments. Why I'm out here still is to, uh, to win events, and I'm um, looking forward to doing that. I did think of another thing that I really don't like to do, ice baths. <laughs> and I do them, and they work extremely well, but I have taken one too many ice baths in my career, and they are miserable and freezing, and they work, and they have great benefit, but those are just absolutely miserable. Even worse than strengthening. Okay, well, does the ice bath feel any better after a win? Uh, yes, it's always worth it. And it's worth it when you wake up the next day and you're not stiff and you can play another day. Uh, it's worth it every time. All right. Well, Natalie Goldberg, thank you so much for your time, and best of luck this year on tour. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. We continue this episode of Move Forward Radio by talking to physical therapist Al Cassini, who has treated not just Natalie Golbus but numerous professional athletes, to discuss how professional golfers prepare for the rigors of their sport and what amateur athletes can learn from them. Here's our conversation with Al Cassini. Al, in our interview with Natalie, she stressed the relationship she's had with you and how important physical therapy has been to her and her career, especially with her back injury. Take me through the background of your working with Natalie in her time on tour. Well, I started back a few years ago, physiotherapy associates who I worked for. We were the medical staff for the PGA, the senior PGA, and the LPGA. So I started working out on tour and met Natalie and she also lives in Las Vegas so we basically developed a relationship from there. And you've seen her go through this, you know about her back problems. How significant is physical therapy to, to keeping Natalie healthy at this point? Well I think it's significant for all the golfers. It's really a grind out there on tour. You gain a lot of respect for the players that are out there week in and week out and uh, they're out there. It's a long day. They're out there on Monday and clear through till Sunday. And uh, and they'll tell you, if they're not playing, they're not making any money. So they have to make the cut. 
they're out there every day. It's not just what you see on TV Thursday through Sunday. Absolutely. So low back pain is common with so many Americans, whether they golf or not, maybe not to the extent of Natalie, who had to have surgery, but is back pain common throughout the tour, in both men's and women's? Is that a common golf ailment, or is that just one of many that doesn't stand out anymore? I think it's one of many things that we see. It's just there's so much of a repetitive motion with golf, and plus there's a lot of rotations, and it's just over and over and over. I used to tease a few of the players. I said, we're going to turn you all around and make you golf left-handed next year. You know, balance yourselves out a little bit. But it's the repetitive nature of the sport, and it's just a very, very high-velocity rotation. Uh, you see a lot of overuse and strains from that. But it's not just the back. It's the, it's the shoulder. It's the neck. I mean, even the hip, even the knee on occasion. Yeah, we definitely saw that with Tiger Woods. Obviously, so much attention there on on his knee pain and what that's done. So take me through behind the scenes a little bit. I mean, when you work with these athletes on tour, what their physical therapy regimens can kind of consist of and how much is just sort of general maintenance and how much tends to be really responding to, to major injuries? Our typical day when I was working on tour, we started an hour and a half before the first tee time. So that was generally a lot of times around 5.30 in the morning we were there on site. And the golfers would start coming in. Most of them like to be out on the practice range before they're around an hour before they tee off. So we would get there an hour and a half before. And so they would come in to the therapy trailer. Some of them had just a general warm-up they would do. Some of them needed attention to injuries. We would, you know, work with all that, but we started an hour and a half before the first tee time, you know, routinely 5.30 in the morning, and we didn't finish till 7 o'clock at night. And there was a steady stream of players through the therapy trailer all the time. That was the nice thing about the trailer. It was set up. You had a full gym. You could do an entire workout there for maintenance and for strengthening, but we also had the therapy side of it to correct any problems. I enjoyed that probably more than anything was working with the golfers and correcting problems that they had, and especially when they were able to go out and see the difference in their swing and in their play. When you're doing that evaluation, how much do you have to know what their swing looks like, or is the injury the injury regardless of what their specific swing might be? Well, everybody's swing is a little bit different. It's good to watch them play. I mean, occasionally we would go out, and I would do this with Natalie. I would go out and watch her on the practice range occasionally. A lot of times the the therapy trailer was set up very close to the practice range, which helped us out. So we would go out and actually watch them. But sometimes you'll pick something up. You know, I'm not a swing coach, and I think most of the therapists, you know, that work with golfers will tell you that. I'm not a swing coach, but I get the golfer to be able to do what the swing coach wants them to do. So Natalie mentioned, too, just the number of times that athletes are in pretty significant pain going into the week, and she said it's essentially the the rehab trailer that manages to let them play, as you said, and, and make their money and make their paycheck. How often do you remember seeing athletes who really were feeling like, I don't even know if I can go this week, and you're feeling that responsibility to try and get them out there? Well, we saw that every day, and like I said, the majority of the golfers, they have to make that cut to make some money. I never really felt pressure to get them out there. If we told them they couldn't go, we'd tell them, you can't go. And you know, most of them respected us enough to heed that. But, um, you know, it, you, you try to get them out there, and you, you try to manage what's going on. I mean, there's occasionally we would either go out on the course and meet them at a certain hole, meet them when they were, you know, making the turn to the other nine holes. We would we would actually go out there and meet them and say, okay, how are you doing? Do we need to do anything? I've stretched people out and 
worked on their backs on the uh, 18th green before. I mean, <laughs> it happens. We were always available to go out and do that kind of stuff. We always tried to tell the golfers, you know, sometimes you got to save your swing. You know, don't go out there and take, you know, 100 practice swings today. You need 72 good swings to get around a golf course. And, you know, and actually 36 of those are going to be putts. So you need 36 really good swings. That's all you need. Sometimes you got to get that in their head to manage that. Don't go out there and hit balls for an hour because you're just going to flare it up. All of your comments really underline just how athletic golf is. You know, it may not be conceived as, you know, you put it next to a football or a basketball, it may not seem like it, but you obviously have profound respect for how athletic and how physically taxing this is for them. It can be extremely taxing, not just physically, but mentally. You know, there's a lot of pressure. and Golfers walk the golf course, and golf courses are getting longer and longer. I mean, before you realize it, you've gone out there and walked five, six miles. And sometimes when you're in Oklahoma City and it's 95 degrees with 95% humidity, it is taxing. you got to stay on those golfers. Make sure you're hydrating. Make sure you're doing everything right. Make sure you're recovering. And, you know, you got to work. you got to do these things. And I used to tell players, I said, you know, you don't give a Ferrari Chevy maintenance. And that's no knock on Chevy or anything else, but you don't give a, you're a sports car. You're a high-performance sports car. you got to treat it like that. And that's just the way it is. For the non-Ferrari people, for the amateur golfer, is there anything that they can learn from the way that the pros prepare their bodies to play? Sure there is. There's, they're going to have a much more enjoyable time out there playing if they're physically fit, they're able to you know walk, and they're able to make the shots that they want to make if they have the necessary range of motion in their shoulders and their hips if they have the necessary strength they're just going to have a lot more fun i think you know that's why programs like we do are so important for amateur golfers and so what do you focus on in those are there core components that if if there's that golfer he's got his golf vacation coming up or whatever it is knows he or she needs to be a little bit more prepared for this i mean are there good places to start we had a great program with uh, physiotherapy associate Bob Donatelli, who I'm most therapists know. Uh, he's here in Las Vegas with me. He and I and a few other people put together a thing called Strengthen Your Game. It was an evaluation of your balance and your core strength and your range of motion and then what to do to improve your game, all research-based information. And the number one component, the number one muscle to have strong to golf is your front leg's hip. And uh, that has to be stable. And that's the number one thing. If you're going to strengthen one thing, that's the thing to strengthen is the lead leg's hip. And uh, just simple thing. We just worked on, just like any other patient that walks into my clinic today, they're going to get an evaluation. What's their range of motion? What's their strength? What's their posture? How do they move? You know, we are the experts on movement, in my opinion. Physical therapists are the experts on movement and how posture and strength and range of motion all fits together. And a golfer is just another person to me, another patient, and I'm going to look at him. I'm going to figure out what's wrong with him, what do we have to do to correct it. So let's build off. Let's give people a little something to walk away with. If we're focusing on that hip strength, on that lead leg, what are good ways to strengthen that? The simplest thing, I have patients do a little exercise. We call it the three-way hip exercise. I think, uh, I think Bob Donatelli kind of invented that. And we work in the hip extension, hip abduction, and then we work at a 45-degree angle in between the two. really strengthens the gluteus medius muscle, which is super important for keeping that pelvis level and for keeping that hip solid. And that's one of our number one exercises that we work on. Then we'll work on just some 
simple bridging exercises and plank exercises for core strength. Then we'll look at the shoulder and see what the rotator cuff is doing. We want the shoulder strong. One of the more important things is to have the proper range of motion in the shoulder so that you can correctly swing the club. You'll see people, they may have a tight subscapularis. It doesn't allow them to keep the golf club on plane. Their coaches will be trying to tell them, you know, keep your elbow in, keep your elbow in. And they can't do it because the subscap is tight and it actually will pull the elbow out away from the body. So then they have a hard time keeping the club on plane and getting a good clean strike of the ball. Golf is great because it can be played at later ages, across all ages, of course. As golfers get older, that where the lack of flexibility especially comes in, are there other problems that, that older golfers sometimes face? I think people do tend to lose flexibility as they get older, and I think that's one thing. There's been some research showing that you know you don't need a big full swing like you see the pros have. The older you get, you can get by with more of a three-quarter swing, but you know the important thing is keeping that club on plane and getting a clean strike through the ball. Lots of flexibility is something, but you know people lose strength as they get older too. And you can, if you're on a nice little maintenance program that you do two or three times a week, you can maintain a lot of that strength. And really, I just think it makes golf more enjoyable. I want to close out by bringing things back to Natalie. You know, she was so grateful for all the help that she's had medically from the, the surgery she had and the rehab she's had since and everything that, that kind of keeps her together. You've worked closely with her for so long. Her career was so close to ending at one point, and she's so dedicated, obviously, to her fitness. What does it mean to you to work with an athlete like that who is so dedicated and so committed to her sport? Well, people like Natalie are just so easy to work with. The thing about Natalie is she is a better person than she is athlete. She is one of the nicest people that I know. I count her as one of my best friends, and she will literally give you the shirt off her back. She is a very genuine and hardworking and she's the kind of person you got to almost slow her down a little bit you know you'd say okay do this and you got to okay let's do this and she was just a pure you know delight to work with because of that but it's just that she is you know the person you see on tv and that is her she is just one of the nicest people that i know al cassini thank you so much for all you do thank you thanks again to both of our guests natalie Golbus and al cassini as always, input from our guests is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Listen to more episodes of Move Forward Radio at our website, moveforwardpt.com, or download them on iTunes. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com slash radio.